Good morning. Um, first off, I'd like to thank everybody for for coming out this morning. And I also just being my you know kind of my first weekend here. You know, I'd like to start off by thanking all the service workers, the first responders, emergency workers from this weekend. Uh, it's my first nor'easter I've been a part of. Obviously, Dave's and I brought the Buffalo weather over here, but I'd be remiss if I didn't thank you know all those who uh, you know help keep our community safe over the weekend and, and clear the roads for us. So. Um, the head coaching search began January 21st, shortly after I was hired. Um, John Mara, Steve Tish, Chris Mara, myself, put together an extensive list of coaches that we would want to speak with. You know, we conducted Zoom interviews, several in-person interviews, and we cast a wide net when we did this. Um, after a lot of research on the various candidates, We've, we came to the conclusion that Brian Dayball would be the best coaching candidate to lead the New York Giants in the 2022 season and beyond. Brian has an impressive uh, coaching resume that includes five Super Bowls and a national championship as a play caller. He's worked under several uh, well-respected leaders, you know, Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, Sean McDermott, and several others. Brian's ability to develop young players his leadership qualities, his football acumen, his communication skills, and his ability to bring an organization together were all traits that really, really stood out. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you the 20th head football coach of the New York Giants, Brian Dable. How's everybody doing? We all right? Uh, look, just the first, a few, a few things here, thank yous to John and Steve. Uh, appreciate you giving me this opportunity. Chris, who was involved in the interviews, Joe and the support staff, uh, had a great visit here, what it was, a week, 10 days ago, and uh, just very thankful and honored to, to be standing up here in this position. I uh, thank the organizations that I've been part of from ownership to management, to coaches, to support staff, to players. I wouldn't be here without them. And then to my family, my wife, and my six kids, my wife Beth and the whole crew right there. You know, I love you guys. I look forward to this next journey. Got a lot of work to do, um, that's for sure. But I think that this is a very enticing job to be able to work with Joe and tr try to create and build something that's very special and long lasting. Um, not gonna make any promises or predictions, but just again, very grateful and look forward to, to working. Came here up on Saturday after I was offered the job, drove through the snowstorm. Uh, there wasn't many people in the building. One of them was Daniel Jones. Um, so, you know, that's a good thing for, for a young player. Uh, I know he's excited and uh, had some coaches in. We did a lot of interviews so far. I'm not going to get into who it is, but you know, I'm done with Zoom. It's, it's been about 40 hours on Zoom the last two days, but. Uh, Got a lot of work to do, look forward to it, look forward to working with you guys uh, and trying to build something special here. Uh, again, just grateful and humbled for this opportunity. So, if you guys have any questions, you get one each. Dan Duggan from The Athletic, I'm gonna violate your rule, kind of a two-part question. Um, Already, Dan? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the first <laughs> day. Uh, are you planning to call plays? And then also, can you just describe what your offensive philosophy will be? Yeah, well, it's gonna be dependent on, on the players. That's the first and foremost. I, I don't think you can, 
Look, each place I've been, and particularly I'd say these last four years with Josh, we try to develop a system that was conducive to his skill set along with the other pieces that we added. That'll be a work in progress. In terms of the play calling, I think that's a work in progress too, Dan. We'll see who the offensive coordinator is, uh, who the rest of the staff is, and then we'll talk about that um, as we get going through OTAs and mini camps. Uh, but uh, it'll be important. That, that position, that offensive coordinator position, will be a, an important position for us. Hey, Brian, Daryl Slater from NJ.com. How you doing? Um, good. Good. There was a report out there a few minutes ago that uh, you're going to be keeping Patrick Graham unless he gets a head coaching job. It, first of all, is that accurate? And then what, do, what are your impressions of Pat from afar and also from having worked with him in New England? Yeah, that's accurate. Uh, I've had a good relationship with Pat for some time in this league. Very diligent. He's smart. I think the players respect him. He understands different defenses. Uh, and I have a good working relationship with him. I did when I was back in, in, at New England. Uh, certainly we hope you know, that he has an opportunity to become a head coach. I think that's everybody's dream. But selfishly, I would, I would love him to be here. Uh, he offers a lot to our program. I think he'd be a great support system for me. And just uh, I'm hoping that that works out. Hi, Brian. Tina Servasio, Fox 5. How are you? Um, good. Very good. Great to talk to you. You mentioned one of the first things you mentioned is how Daniel Jones was in the building, just yeah. like Joe Shane did the other day. So there's a lot of excitement with your hire from fans um, because of what you did do with Josh Allen. How do we kind of temper those expectations? What should we expect about the your impact on this Giants offense and what you could do with Daniel? Yeah, we're going to take it day by day. Uh, Look, we're not going to make any predictions, and I, I wouldn't do that to Daniel or really any player. I don't think that's fair to compare him to another guy that I was working with. Um, you know, he's, he's himself. We're going to find out what he does well. We're going to try to implement a system that suits him. And then it's our job to bring pieces in that help him to be the best version of himself and the best quarterback for us. Uh, he's got the right mindset. Uh, he's got good size. There's, there's a lot of things to like about Daniel. Um, and we'll just take it one day at a time. We'll work with him. We'll help him get better. We'll help him be a better leader. We'll help him be everything. You know, that's, that's our job as a coaching staff and as an organization. It takes everybody. It's not, just, it's not just me. You know, it's the rest of the coaches on our staff. It's the scouts. It's the support staff. It's the ownership group. Uh, it, takes a, it takes a lot to raise a quarterback, if you will. Um, you know, and he's been, he's been around the block here these last three years with some different pieces. We're going to try to give him some stability and, and just take it from there. Hey, Brian. Paul Schwartz with the New York Post. Hey, Paul. Hey. Um, um, what, what do you think, um, you know, why are you ready for this now? Um, you know, there's been a trend of, you know, the two Super Bowl coaches are both young guys, yeah. younger. Um, there are older guys. You know, why do you think what, this is right I, in Paul? your... Am I young what, or old? What's that? What am I? Uh, to me, you're young. <laughs> I've been young. doing this for 21 years yeah. in the National Football League. And That's what did I, I mean. Did I interrupt you? Yeah, but I'm just saying, I mean, do you think this is right in your wheelhouse of, you know, the perfect time for you to get a head coaching job? I don't know if there's ever a perfect time. You know, I've been doing this for 25 years, 21 years in the National Football League. Uh, you know, I've, I've been around the block. I've experienced a lot of different things. I've, I've witnessed, you know, different head coaches and how they do things. To sit up here and say that, you know, it's, we're going to do this or we're going to do that. Like, look, all I know how to do is work, work with people, try to build a culture, unite a building, inspire players, coaches, support staff, listen, learn and then ultimately develop the people in our building. And that's not just the players, that's the you know, QCs, that's the, the people underneath the, the head trainer. Like that's, that's what we're gonna try to do. Um, do I feel prepared? Yes. 
Do I know there'll be some obstacles and challenges? Of course. Um, that's, that's this league. You know, you got to be resilient in this league. Uh, certainly here you got to be resilient, right? Hey, Brian. <clears throat> Ryan Dunleavy from the New York Post. There, obviously, you interviewed for a bunch of jobs. We know that Miami was interested yeah. in you. I'm curious why, was this always the top of your list, this job, or was it like, there's only 32 of them, I gotta take whichever one gets offered to me? Yeah, well, well I, I interviewed here twice, you know, once over Zoom and once in person. Um, have a ton of round of respect for, for John and Steve and Joe and, and Chris and really the support staff here. Um, look, this was a dream come true, and you're, you're talking about the New York Giants, and I understand the challenges with that, and. Um, it's just a great opportunity that was afforded to me and my family. We look forward to it. Um, you know, we've been working here for two days. We've got, we got a long way to go here, but uh, just a historic franchise, uh, and uh, I look forward to being part of it. Hey, Brian, Tom Rock from Newsday in the back to your left. Gotcha. Hey. How you doing? Good. The handsome, bald guy with the beard. You. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, you've worked in a lot of places. Joe was talking a lot about um, being in lockstep and sharing a philosophy with, with the head coach and GM. What are the benefits of that, and, and did that make this more of an enticing job for you than maybe going into another situation where, with a GM that you may not have had a relationship with? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think there's some, some foundational pillars that help an organization. It's not necessarily going to make you win. It's, it's hard to win in this league, as we all know. Uh, the leadership group between ownership, management, general manager, head coach, I think is a really important piece. And those guys have to be aligned. When you're not aligned, that's when things start going astray. And, and again, I'm not guaranteeing that we're going to do anything. I just think that alignment is so critical because when you're aligned, you can communicate well with one another and you can develop a plan. And that plan is going to be important. And we're starting from scratch. Uh, there's a lot of things we got to get done. And after that plan, now we're looking to, to bring in the right kind of people. Um, so to answer your question, yes, it, it's absolutely, I think it's absolutely important uh, that we have shared alignment, shared vision, shared core principles and values of, of the type of people we want to bring in. Let's not forget, this is a people business too. There's X's and O's, but this is a people business. It's about leading, it's about cultivating, and it's about inspiring. Um, and I'm fortunate that, that I was offered this job. Justin Walters, Pix11, right here down the middle. Hey, Welcome Justin. to New York. Thanks. While you said you're not making any predictions or promises, you did mention that you do have a good idea how this fan base feels. How much pressure does that put on you and Joe Shane to get this turned around sooner rather than later? Well, I think it's, we're just going to try to do things the right way. Um, there's pressure with every job in this business. Obviously, we're here in New York. We understand the market. Uh, but the pressure is going to be put on ourselves, too. We're going to do everything we can do to, like I talked about before, build an organization which we feel is the right way, unite the building, inspire some people, listen, learn, and, and develop. Um, if you're prepared, the pressure is less. Uh, so you know, we're going to do everything we can do to, to try to put together a good product on and off the field. Uh, Neil Best from Newsday to your left in the back. Um, How you doing, sir? Uh, I'm good, thanks. Good. Um, uh, obviously, you're aware coming in of the instability in this position the last six years or so. In the interview process, did you um, ask for and or receive any assurances about, you know, patience from ownership? No. 
No. I had a good conversation with them. I think we got to know one another. Um, but the NFL is an unstable world, regardless of where you're at. Um, so your job is to do the best you can do, build relationships, and try to build a good program. Um, and not just, again, it's not about me sitting up here. It's about us collectively as an organization from top to bottom. And, you know, it was really, we had really good conversations, not just with the ownership, but with all the support staff from the training room to the equipment room to the video guys. Uh, it takes everybody. And again, it's, there's no guarantees, but if you have people that are in lockstep, that are working together toward a common goal, that, that are unselfish, uh, that are humble, uh, I think that's the, the start of something. Hey, Brian, Bruce Beck, NBC4 New York. Welcome. Hey, Bruce. The Bengals won two games two years ago, four games last year, and now they're in the Super Bowl. So why not the Giants? And realistically, can you be a contender quickly? Yeah, I'm just, right now I'm just trying to hire staff. Uh, that's, you're going to try to get me early on that right now, okay? We're just try, we'll, we'll cross those bridges when we get to it. Obviously, uh, that's impressive, you know, those numbers that you gave me, but... Uh, let's just start crawling before we, we walk. Is that good enough for you? Okay. Brian, back here to your left, Mike Garofalo, NFL Network. Hey, good to In see you, the, buddy. Uh, nice hat. Thank you. Well, this is the bald, bearded section, apparently. I got you. Right. Yes. You got my um, seat saved back there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, a lot of times the hot head coaching candidates are outstanding coordinator, coordinators, play calls, play callers. You've certainly done uh, your fair share of that and been successful the last couple of years. When ownership asks you, or you know, we're asking you, what makes you ready for the other part of this job, the old proverbial leader of men thing? What, what have you learned over the years with all the coaches that you've worked with in that department? Yeah, I think four, four to five things that, that come across the top of my head right now as you ask that question. One, you have to be authentic. Um, you know, Joe spoke of the mentors that I've had, and I have, and I owe those guys a lot. But I've learned you have to be yourself in this business, and that's what I aim to do. I'm a people person. Um, I think I'm a good leader, and that's the first thing, to be authentic. The second thing I think that I've learned is you have to be consistent in this position. Um, you know, to get up in front of a room, I know it's an offense, but you guys are all the players out there after a bad game and own it and talk to those guys and give them the things we didn't do well, the things that I didn't do well on a consistent basis. I think that helps and not riding a roller coaster, which probably, you know, my younger days, I was a little bit on that coaster. Uh, clearly communicating your expectations and standards goes a long way with these men. Uh, obviously, understanding what you're talking about, Mike, knowledge of whether it's offense, defense, the kicking game, whatever that may be, and at the end of the day, relationships. Um, and I'm a big relationship guy. I love my players. I want to get to know them off the field. I think that's where it starts. Um, so, I mean, those five things, I think, are, are stuff that I've learned along the way, and it's been quite a long journey. You know, 21 years is seems like 50 years, you know, in normal time. Um, so those are some of the things. Hey, Brian. Hey, Kim. Jones. How, How are, are you? you? Great. Thank you. Good to see you here. You too. Um, I'm curious. It sounds like Daniel Jones has already made a good first impression with you. But I'm just curious the kind of the challenges of a guy who's had so many coaches and voices in his ear already. And, and I guess I would contrast that to Josh, who was sort of a blank canvas when you got him. Yeah. So how do you see that with Daniel? Do you have to help him unlearn some things, perhaps? Yeah, I think we just we start out by building this relationship, Kim, and when he's in the building, we, we take it slow. You know, one of the things that I asked him to do, and I said, you know, you can give it to me at any time. 
You know, he was one of the players that called me after it was announced amongst some other guys. I said, hey, give me some things that you really like in your last three years or if you did at Duke. Um, and that's where it's going to start is some foundational pieces that he feels comfortable with. I think we'll add good coaches. We all have a good support system um, and we'll try to bring in the best players we can bring. But I think this is going to be a day to day process. I'm not going to put any expectations on him. Uh, I know he wants to do well. He's got the right mindset. He's dedicated. Uh, he's a hard worker. And I'm looking forward to working with him. We are looking forward to working with him. Hey, Brian, Art Stapleton from the record and USA hey, Art. Today. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Welcome. You've mentioned 21 years and the evolution of yourself as a coach. I'm, I'm curious, with the way the game has changed or at least evolved, how has your vision of what an offense looks like or even a, a defense should look like in today's NFL? And how have you adjusted to that over the course of your journey here? Well, I think there's a core philosophy that you have to have. Fundamentals, the ball, situational football, and bringing in the right people. I don't really think that stands the test of time. The schemes, those are different. You know, Ten years ago, we wouldn't be sitting up here talking about Josh Allen and all these runs that we've done, the RPO game. I think it evolves just like everything else does, and I think you have to have an open mind. But the schemes are going to be what the players are best at. Um, and we've got a lot of work to do to figure that out and really evaluate the guys that we have. So time will tell. Um, we'll just, we'll figure it out. Hey, Brian, Pat Leonard from the New York Daily News. How you doing? Good, Pat. How are you? Good. Uh, two quick ones, if you don't mind. Um, any members of your offensive staff or that from the offensive staff here that you intend to keep? We'll get back to you on that. We're, we're in the process of going through some things here. And um, in terms of the staff, I appreciate the question. There's still guys on this staff that I haven't had an opportunity to talk to. So once we get that all ironed out, we'll get it to you guys as soon as we can. Okay, and then secondly, do you think the success or failure of your tenure here will be tied to the success or failure of Daniel and the, the current quarterback, or do you think you were hired to build a program and that whether or not that works, you'll have a chance to build here past that? Yeah, with all, with all due respect, I'm not thinking, you know, two, three years down the line. We're just going to try to do the best we can, uh, put the guys in good position, establish a culture, um, but again, I had great conversations with these men that are sitting in the front of the room, and I have a lot of confidence in the conversations that we had. Uh, where we are, you know, what happens, you know, I'm just trying to get back to my office as quick as I can here to get going and start hiring people. Tom Marion with AP Radio. Which coaches that you've coached under have influenced you and shaped your coaching philosophy? <clears throat> All of them. Uh, you know, I think if you're, if you're even to this day, you know, after doing it for 21 years. Obviously, I was hired by Bill in, in, in 2000, um, and, uh, you know, he gave me 15 grand to, to work, you know, however many hours there is in a week. That was pretty much all of them. Uh, but, you know, invaluable experience. Did that for six or seven years, moved on, worked under guys like Tony Sperano, God rest his soul, you know, Romeo. Eric, all, all these guys, and then here the last four years with Sean, and you take, you take a lot of stuff, right? You, you'd be uh, unwise if you didn't do that. You sit there, you watch, you learn, you ask questions, not just on scheme, but how they're dealing with problem players, what are issues in the building, all these different things. I think the older you get, the wider scope you have. When you're younger, you're just trying to survive a little bit. So, again, all those guys, Nick at Alabama, two years at Michigan State, but the thing that I've learned um, – in my 21 years, and I'd say more of these past five, four or five years, is just be true to yourself uh, and, and be true to the players and the people that you work with because uh, 
they'll see right through you if you're not. Um, and those are, I think that's critical, is to, to be yourself. I can, I can go on and on about the coaches that I've learned from, and I'm obviously grateful and humble that I had an opportunity to work for them. Um, but I'm going to be me uh, and take bits and pieces, but what you see is what you get. Uh, hi, hi, Brian. Russ Salzberg, uh, Fox 5 Giants pregame show. Uh, well, most of How's it going? Good. Good. Thank you. While most of the talk has centered around Daniel Jones, what about the rest of the roster? For, for one reason or, or the other, some of it being injuries, a lot of guys have been unable to live up to expectations. Can you elevate some of these guys that currently are on the roster now? <clears throat> Yeah, well, that's our job. You know, we're going we're gonna to do the very best we can do to allow them to be the best version of themselves, not just on the field with scheme and things like that, how we teach, what we do in the training room, the video guys helping out, the support staff, the extra players we're going to bring in for competition. Uh, that's our job. You know, and our job is to allow these guys to try to be the best versions of themselves, make it highly competitive, and, you know, they'll end up deciding whether or not they're going to help us or not based on their performance, how they act on the field, off the field, the things that we're going to ask them to do. This is going great. My four-year-old fell asleep. He not listen to one word I said. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. Hey, baby. Uh, Brian, Ian O'Connor with the New York Post on your left. Ian, Congratulations, Brian. Thanks. I know you've said a few times that being yourself is a formula that works, but as a first-time head coach, when you've worked for two of the greatest coaches of all time, is that easier said than done? Not trying to be like Bill or like Nick Saban in your first job? Well, I'm comfortable in my own skin. Um, look, I don't have all the answers, Ian. There's going to be some things that come up that, that I'm going to have to lean on a lot of people, Joe, the support staff, the coaches, uh, but my personality and how I treat people and my expectations and values, I mean, I hold those true to my heart. I, I was raised by two grandparents, old school, that, you know, I lost both of them this year. Um, that's who I lean on. You know, that's my formative years, 20-some years of Look, my grandmother's harder than Bill or Nick could ever be. Um, so you want to, you know, you talk about it, you lose a game and you want to hear all the people talking. She, she got me ready for this the best I can. Hey, Brian. Uh, Matt Lombardo from Fansided. How's it going? Hey, Matt. How hey, are you doing? Congratulations. Thanks. Um, you know, you walked in late? Well, got here as quick as I could with the traffic. Okay. But, you're uh, going to make excuses already? I'm going to remember that now. Not to. Okay. <laughs> You know, your predecessor talked a lot about building a winning culture, and there are players in this building who have only had the past two coaching staffs. They haven't done a lot of winning. What's the biggest challenge for you to get these guys to buy in and teach them how to win again? Yeah, I just think build relationships, work together. Um, again, the type of people we're going to bring in, coaching staff, support staff, Joe, it's a, it's a collaborative effort. Um, you, know, you have to have honest conversations, truthful conversations, and you're not going to gain trust from a player. I'm not going to sit there and gain trust from, from those guys back there by saying, hey, you got to trust me. I think if you're, you have good integrity, if you have good loyalty, I think that leads to trust, which is a foundational pillar for any successful organization, regardless if it's football or anywhere else. Trust leads to respect, and then respect leads to accountability, which is what we all want to be to one another when you're working for a common goal. Hey, Brian, back here. Jordan Ron on for ESPN. Hey, Jordan. Hey, How's I'm going to go back to the – it's good. I'm doing good. Congratulations. Good. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to go back to the, the Josh and, and Daniel Jones kind of thing here. Uh, I'm curious, when you look at that from afar, 
How similar or different do you see the challenge of okay, getting Daniel right and moving that forward compared to what you dealt with when you came in and you had Josh? Don't know that answer. Uh, you know, four years ago with Josh, we started together. Uh, we had consistency. Uh, we had consistency in scheme. We had consistency with the coaches. Uh, and we, you know, it took time to build. It didn't happen overnight. Uh, I wouldn't do that to Daniel or really any other player. I think that's unfair. I, I, I want to get to really know Daniel first and, and see what makes him tick. And then, you know, we'll take it one day at a time. I know he's really willing. But to, to compare where Josh is or Daniel, I, I don't think that's fair to do to, to either one of those guys. Ovio, Coach. Ovio. Gotcha. Hey, Coach, Chris Bizignato, Giant Insider. Congratulations. Well, you from South Carolina? No, actually from, no, actually from Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I figured. But a, but a little congestion itself. Yeah, I got you. Coach, um, you talk about trust a lot. And a, yeah. lot of, a lot of your former players came out and said how much they trust you, forget about as a coach, but as a man. Yeah. So how important is that for you, and how did you establish that with your players? Well, I, I just try to be me, Ian. That's all I try to do. Um, again, I care about my guys. A coach a while back told me, Players don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Uh, I care about them. I care about their families. Uh, I want to see them do well. I want to see them earn new contracts and make money. Uh, but I care. I genuinely care about those guys. You know, you're in, you're in this building, you know, with the support staff, your coaches, more than you're with your family, um, and then the players throughout those six months. So th there's there's got to be a mutual respect. And I think if, if they know you care about them, genuinely care about them, not what you can do for me. And I know this is a results business. I got it. But to me, it's a relationship business. And it's important, I think, that not just the players, but everyone else in the building can work together in a, in a trusting manner. Um, but I think I just care about them. You know, I think they feel that. I do a lot of FaceTiming with those guys. We have them over for dinner, my family, my wife. Uh, they knew I'd do anything for those guys. Um, but at the end of the day, we know we're in a results business, so that's, that's what it's going to come down to. Last one here. <clears throat> Brian, Ryan Dunleavy from the New York Post. Uh, we talked about Daniel. There's another pretty big superstar here on offense, Saquon mm -hmm. Barkley. Uh, curious what your thoughts on, are on him from afar. Yeah. You're probably part of scouting him for the draft, what you've seen from him mm -hmm. as a player, and just your overall thought. I know you've had rotational backfields, you've had bell cows like Jamal Charles. What are your thoughts on the running back position? Uh, well, first of all, I got to meet him, and he was another one of the players that, that reached out and called. He was with uh, one of my former players the other night, Gabe Davis. Uh, they reached out to me. So, uh, look, he, he's a talented player that was selected high in the draft. He, you know, he came out of a, a good school at Penn State. My son's a coaching assistant at Penn State, so I try to get the, all the scoop I can on him. Uh, not a bad word about the young man. Obviously talented and we'll try to use his skill set the best we can.